This is the Thrive Content Clubcast. Welcome to the Content Clubcast. I'm Megan, a copywriter here at Thrive. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Helen Hill, author of Falling Off the Ladder, all about taking risks negatives or positives and what it takes to make those big risks in business and in life. Hi Helen, thank you so much for joining me. Hello, good to be here, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, today we're just sort of going to be talking about risk-taking and um, you are our risk-taking expert um, in this situation so I was just hoping you could give us a bit of background on um, on your journey really. Yeah, um, so my business is called Unlikely Genius and um I've had a very squiggly career to get there. So I started off as a graphic designer, ended up being a lecturer in graphic design, um, being a teaching assistant in primary, developing e-learning and literacy in a secondary school, until all the skills kind of fell together. And I ended up in an e-learning company as a designer, where we realised I could write, I could design, I could do the build and everything. So it came together and I worked there for about four years um now during this time i'd had unlikely genius on the side as a little kind of hobby just doing a really little side job. hustle yeah <laughs> just like doing a logo for 30 quid and that kind of thing yeah um but then after really struggling with this squiggly career i'd had where i was trying to climb this you know career ladder getting nowhere felt continually battered down um and like a failure i was left feeling like a real failure um, yeah, I ended up handing in my notice because I just got to the breaking point, basically, and handing in my notice with no plan of what to do, but turning Unlikely Genius into a full-time freelance business. Yeah, so, uh, it sounds really good. Well, that, that's something I wanted to sort of ask was your thought process, because to me, when you take when it comes to taking risks, I feel like there's no sort of in-between. There's either a snap decision or it's like you painstakingly go over it in your head and it, you get like you know bogged down in it but it sounds like for you it was like just a let's just do it and not worry about it I think I got to the point where I didn't have much choice but to do that really I think in my head I had pondered for years what I was going to do um with no answers whatsoever and I I was a real ruminator I had anxiety at the time and I just went over and over everything in, in my mind but yeah when it got to the point where I just realised that it couldn't go on how it was and that I was making myself ill. Um, I, I just had to make that decision. Like you say, it was, it was a snap decision that day. And there was one thing that set it off in that I got a letter while I was off sick that I don't think I should have got. And I just had enough of being continually bombarded with stuff and I just felt harassed and even attacked at home. So, yeah, and, and you know, I rang my fella in tears and he just said, quit. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think sometimes if you quit in that way or you take a risk in that way where you just throw yourself into it, it makes you really take actions like all the stuff that I suddenly realised I needed to do to now either get a new job or get a new or start contracting because I didn't know which I was going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, de- very much depending what came my way. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those like flight or fight reactions. Mm. And um, like you say, I guess the thought process, if it's not if there isn't like a thought process to begin with it definitely kicks in once that risk has been taken and I guess it's a bit of a fear factor yeah that, that oh, pushes yeah. you 
yes, definitely. Because, you know, there is that real thing of, well, I've, I've not saved any money. I've not I've not got any clients lined up apart from my little really cheap ones, which weren't going to make a living of this. Because um, for, for years, people said to me, why don't you work for yourself? And I said, oh, well, I just do little cheap things on the side. I can't make a living out of that. Yeah. And then I had to. And yeah. The, the yeah. business did change direction somewhat from what it was as a side hustle, as you say, to what it is now. Um, but yeah, it, it was a real throw yourself in and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, so how have you really approached uh, risk since? Because I imagine so you take that big risk, but it, it doesn't end there. It, I, I guess it comes with and then you have to continue making risks until you get to a place where... Or, or, or was it a fact that you sort of stopped taking risks? You were like, I'm going to be sensible now. Or was it... So how oh, how no. have your thought process been <laughs> since sort of like I'm, I'm not often sensible <laughs> just free falling <laughs> well yeah I mean I often say like I have winged it I mean I've been freelancing now full-time for three and a bit years and yes I am someone that I can't sit and do like a business plan of right in five years I want to be there my whole career has been let's see what happens yeah. and taking opportunities as they come and things um so yeah, there was not. There's never been that scale of planning that a lot of people undertake. Yeah. Um, but like you say, I think once you've done so, I mean that is such a big leap. That's the biggest one I've ever done, and nothing bad came from it. You kind of get the guts to to keep doing it, even yeah. if it's on a smaller scale, and take those smaller risks um, and try new things. That's 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 my big thing. That I'm not afraid to fail at something. I don't think even like. I take on so many hobbies and stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, some of them I'm rubbish at, like knitting. I cannot do. <laughs> I just knit holes. Um, but yeah, crochet, I'm well aware with that one. But, you know, you've got to try these things to find what what works for you and stuff. And it's the same in business. And yeah, I've experimented all the way through, I think. <laughs> that was something I was going to sort of say is how, because you, you've taken this big risk in, in business, but ha- has that encouraged you to do more, in your personal life as well like you know it could just be everyday things like I'll go for the expensive biscuits but like has that sort of has it changed your mindset in a personal way as well where you're like if I if I've done made this massive risk in business I don't feel scared to do everything anymore yeah I think it has to an extent I mean the ironic thing is that I've always been a bit of a sort of semi-adrenaline junkie you know I used to do skiing and snowboarding and I've done a bungee jump and I've swam with sharks and and all those kind of things um but then i wouldn't take smaller risks or ones where you know where the outcome could really affect you like oh make you know make your business fail something like that um i'd rather throw myself and risk a broken arm or something than (laughs) yeah (laughs) but which i have done a couple of times um (laughs) but yeah i think it's not so much i think a, a risk thing but a realization that I'm earning this money. If I want to spend it on the expensive biscuits, I'll go and get my nails done once every two weeks. <laughs> why the hell shouldn't I? You know, why? Yeah. Nobody's telling me I shouldn't. And as long as I'm sensible and I know I've got enough in the business and things, then yeah, I think it's become a real thing as well of when you're working so hard and doing the hours I've done, you need to treat yourself and however that yeah. looks. Um, you know, for me, it might be like a massage or I've just splashed out on a fancy gym membership so that I can go swimming a couple of times a week and stuff. And it's things like that, I think, mm. that I'm less inclined to hold back with now than, than I yeah, used to Yeah, it's definitely a self-confidence sort of mm. thing, isn't it? Like, um, 
I suppose it, it gives you that sense of self-confidence and it's like like you say like why not mm. you you've done the work why not you know let it pay off sort of thing yeah. um but yeah that's really interesting that you say that you you would rather sort of make the risk in in doing something yourself than uh, in business mm. whereas when you've actually done the risk like you had when you left your, your sort of let's say traditional employment it paid oh, off yeah. so yeah and I think that's totally switched now because well partly because I, I am so clumsy and um, I'm already <laughs> broken with various health issues that you know my family have kind of said will you stop doing that stuff now so yeah, yeah don't bring myself off things intentionally anyway anymore um so I think I am doing that risk in the business more now because it's giving me an outlet still for that um yeah I never really thought about that before but yeah I have totally transferred the risk now to <laughs> write in a book yeah. and things like that yeah. yeah do you think you sort of have to sort of be that person inherently because like you were saying even before it, you took the plunge with the business side you, you're sort of like an adrenaline sort of junkie anyway do you do you feel like you don't sort of take those risks unless you're that way inclined sort of thing you have to sort of have that in you I think there is a certain personality streak that goes with it yeah that yeah and and just things you've grown up with I was really sporty you know as a as a teenager I did every sport going and stuff so that carried on into my adulthood a bit and you know playing netball and all sorts of things um but yeah I think there's there are obviously people that are more reserved and that are more worried about my other half is the total opposite way with money he will save every penny he can and he would rather <laughs> go to three shops to to make sure he gets the certain product at the cheapest price than I, I don't get that because you're spending it on the petrol driving between them but never mind <laughs> so we're totally different and he reins me in a bit and then I just try and get him to take a little bit more risk sometimes so yeah it's, it, it's an interesting thing because he he looks at the risks I take sometimes and the the things I do in my business and he's just like, why yeah. are you doing this? You know, <laughs> it worked for me. It would never work for him. And I think a lot of it as well, that I feel a certain amount of security in my business now, especially because I tend to work on quite big projects. So e-learning projects are never just like a day's work. They're weeks of work, you know, months, something, one project's been going on two years. So I've at least got that security that I know that money's coming in and things which does help whereas if you're someone that does lots of smaller jobs or maybe works part-time you're obviously going to be a bit more averse to the risk um and if you've got family that's a big thing isn't it i don't have family don't have kids um just the rabbits which they do spend all my money but like yeah that takes away quite a bit of risk for me as well you know what's the worst that happens if i, I maybe do take a risk too far at least it's not affecting my whole family yeah yeah. sort of trying to think about um especially at five with the the content we're sort of doing now about we're building resilience and um mm. trusting your judgment and and taking risk it's it's quite hard when you come down to sort of research and write something about that you're like how what how can you teach sort of resilience and how can you teach uh risk taking and 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 the only thing I can sort of think of is doing those little steps every day where you you just push yourself a little bit further than yeah. You would. And I think the main thing I found, actually, because I was always terrified of video and of speaking on anything because I hated the sound of my voice and my accent. But I joined something called Videotastic uh, uh, with Becky Holmes and it was just a really nice little 
uh, group on Facebook where none of us had done video and she guided us through how to do it just one little step at a time, do practice ones in the group and everyone was so supportive. And You know, it's that safe environment to practice something yeah. when you're terrified of it. And I joined that saying I was never going to do video still and she was like, why are you even here then? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just threw myself into it and actually off the back of that, I've had so many opportunities to do more for the business that that it's got rid of that fear mm. because I can see the outcome and if I stuff up something it doesn't matter it's yeah. in the grand scheme of things um but that it's that fear of perfectionism as well isn't it that holds us back quite a lot that we feel like we have to look a certain way to be on a video or sound a certain way or mm. have a certain amount of knowledge um yeah it's definitely a knowledge thing I think it's it, it's the imposter syndrome it's like yeah we we've been in jobs and like you know we're obviously qualified to do what we do but when it comes to someone putting us on the spot you suddenly think oh I don't know anything <laughs> whereas mm. you know you, you do you are you're like an expert in your field and like you know you're good at what you do mm. but it just sort of goes out the window yeah oh absolutely it's funny that someone's brought that up this morning on a live I've been doing about my book and he said he wants to write one but he doesn't think he's got the experience and I said well you're the only one that's had your experience. So if you're writing about it, you're the expert. <laughs> you know, yeah. you are plenty qualified enough to write about your own journey. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we, yeah, we definitely worry too much about what other people think. And I'm trying to get past that. And I think in the last two years, the fact that I've stopped caring about that as much has been a, a big thing in me taking more risks as well and putting myself out there more. Um because I, I used to be terrified. I was so shy. And, mm. you know, I was the kid at school that my mum had to ring up and get me out of a presentation because he had a mouth over <laughs> the thought of doing it. Um, yeah. And I was still like that at uni. Um, but now, yeah, I think, like I say, once you've done something a few times and actually got a great response from it, mm. it definitely eases the fear. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's it's quite dependent on like the support network you have. Mm. Um, like you were saying with the the video video tastic group, mm. um, it's it's just people encouraging you and um, and like you say with your partner as well, who's slightly more reserved. I guess you sort of balance each other out. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's about the only sort of way you can you can do it is to put yourself out there and put yourself around people who are going to mm. push you. The freelance community is amazing for that. You know, you only have to shout out in any of the communities or I want to do this, but I'm terrified, or, you know, someone in one of my communities who's been a great support to me the last two years was saying yesterday about how she was on Channel 5 News last night, and she was only oh, on wow. that because other freelancers had said, do it, go for yeah. it. Um, and it was a topic really personal to her, so she didn't know whether to go out there and do it. And, you know, she's absolutely ecstatic she did it now. Mm. Um, but it's because of these freelancers pushing her, just saying, just do it, encouraging her along the way. Yeah. Um, so it is important to have that behind you. How did you sort of find these support networks? Was it was it just a, like, you know, joining something online and it wasn't that scary because all you had to do was sort of join join a group on Facebook or something like that? Or was it was it quite daunting, you know, going to a group for the first time and having to, to speak up to sort of get that support? No, I mean, I, the first ones I joined were Freelance Heroes and Being Freelance because they're like two of the huge ones. And they're very laid back, and you know, when you you soon see that people are asking questions about anything in there, from mm. what's your favourite biscuit to how <laughs> what on earth is this tax thing, or you know, I, 
there's quite often accounting questions because that's <laughs> the one thing not many of us enjoy yeah um yeah or how do I get myself out there more how, and the, everybody just comments supportive responses of giving you actual actions that are, you know are manageable and that you can do or really good advice tried and tested by them because they've been there done that um so you soon see that it's actually a really nice place to be and the more you engage on other people's questions when it comes time that you ask something you know you get a lot back um and from being in those environments and my linkedin visibility of of starting to connect with quite a few people on there you know almost daily i ended up in getting to know certain people quite well and um i was on the something called right 52 which was where we wrote a blog post a week and then there was a newsletter from it and we all supported each other's posts and things and they got to know a few in there and then they've built communities so i've, I've yeah. fallen into those um so it's just literally from being around people and engaging with them and supporting them and they support yeah. you back yeah yeah it sounds like i mean like you were saying even though you you came from being quite a shy person other people sort of bring you out and um I know we've sort of said there's no definitive actions you can do to get better at taking risks and stuff like that but just to sort of sum up um could you give me a sentence of advice that you would give to someone who's looking to take a risk whether it's in their business or just in life in general if if they ask you just give me just give me a sentence on, on advice what would you say break it down into the smaller steps that you can do to get there and think what is the actual worst that can happen because realistically it's not going to happen but if you're prepared for it then it'll help you on your way but yeah take the small steps and when you get there really make sure you reflect back yeah definitely it's all about learning from mistakes isn't it because that's the only way that's the only way we're going to move forward but yeah thank you so much for having this chat with me um i've really enjoyed it and looking forward to taking loads of risks in the future you've been listening to the thrive content podcast visit www.thrivelearning.com for more information be bold be brave thrive